Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, Celebration, how, how's everybody doing today? You guys doing good? Good to see you. Come on, let's put our hands together. Look, uh, I want to welcome, I want to welcome all locations. I want to welcome everyone watching online, and we especially want to welcome Celebration Northern Ireland. Come on, we say a big hello to Celebration Church over in the UK. You guys are going along this series with us, and uh, we're so glad that you're joining in this series that we have entitled, This Changes Everything. And before I get into today's message, just real quick, I want to remind everyone, of course, you guys over in Northern Ireland won't be able to come over the plane rides a little bit long. But tonight at 7.30 at our sub-30 service, we do have with us Robert Madu. Robert Madu's in the house, man, just a really just a, a amazing, powerful speaker. He's going to be at our sub-30 service. It's at 7.30 right here at the arena. We want to invite all campuses. And sub-30, usually those kind of age guidelines are 18 to 30. But because Robert's with us, we're going to expand them a little bit. It's like age 16 to 30-ish. 35-ish, 37-ish, 39-ish. If you look in your 30s, you can, you can get in. So, so uh, we're going to have a great night tonight. But we are in a series called This Changes Everything, and we kicked it off Easter weekend when we talked about the resurrection of Jesus, that the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. It changed everything and that we have a response to the resurrection, that, a, that the resurrection was not an end, it was a means to an end, and that's that we could experience resurrection life. Resurrection is not an event. Resurrection is a person, the person of Jesus. And so we've been walking through kind of the process, how do we respond to the resurrection? And it's really about our journey with God. And we've talked about that there's really four things. There's really kind of four steps that we're to take in our journey with Jesus. And it's also the vision that we have here at Celebration. If you would ask me, Stovall, what is the, the mission of Celebration and what is the vision? We're, well, our mission is out of Matthew 6, 33. Uh, and that's where Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need will be added unto you. Our mission is that we are leading people to experience a God first life. That is our mission. That's why we're here. But if you would ask me, okay, how how are you going to do that? How, like, what's, what's the vision for that to be accomplished? Well, our vision here at Celebration is for you, is for you to experience four things. And they're right here. First of all, that you would know God. Secondly, that you would find freedom. Third, that you would discover your purpose. And fourth, that you would make a difference. Everything that we do here at Celebration is designed around you taking these four steps and growing in these four things, knowing God, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and making a difference. If you do that, you are going to live a God-first life, and you're going to live life to the fullest. Come on, how many of you are excited about that? So we're kind of we're look looking at those things in this series that we have entitled, This Changes Everything. And of course, last weekend, we kind of looked at this first one about knowing God as we uh, unpack the story where Jesus resurrected a young man to life. And of course, we had some just amazing water baptisms last weekend. Come on, let's give it up one more time for God. All those people, so many of those people are here today that got water baptized last weekend. 
Many of them gave their lives to Jesus over Easter and then they came back and were water baptized last weekend and we are so, just so proud of you and so excited for you. Well, today we're gonna kind of look at this second thing here about finding freedom. And we're gonna look at the story of blind Bartimaeus. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Luke chapter 18. The story is also found in Mark chapter 10, but we're gonna unpack it out of Luke 18. Blind Bartimaeus, I'm gonna begin reading in just a moment. But I wanna go ahead and pray. And if I had a title for this message, I would call this message, When the Sun Stood Still. When the sun stood still. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, God. And Lord, for these next 30 minutes or so, God, I just pray that we would have hungry hearts. Lord, that we would respond to you, God, that we would truly find freedom. And Lord, we thank you that you are a God that wants us to have breakthroughs and freedom in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Great, let's read it through one time real quick and then we'll come back and unpack it. Verse 35, it says, Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who, <clears throat> then those who went before him warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. What a great story. What a great testimony, and there's so much that we can learn out of this passage of Scripture about receiving a breakthrough and finding freedom in our life. Let's go back and look at verse 35 here. It says, then it happened. Everybody say, then it happened. I just want to encourage those of you, look, you're being faithful to God. You're praying. You're believing God for things. Like, even when you don't see progress in your life, I can promise you this. You continue to sow. You continue to be faithful. I'm telling you that you will reap. You continue to sow and you will reap in due season. And a lot of times what happens is we're going through life, you know, we're being faithful, we're doing our best, we're believing God, we don't see any progress, we don't see any change, we don't see anything happening. But I'm telling you, God sees where you are and one day it's gonna happen. One day it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. It says, then it happened as he was coming near Jericho. Everybody say Jericho. Now, now Jericho. So Jericho at this time, it was one of the busiest cities in the world. And it had a whole lot of travel and commerce because everyone went through Jericho that was coming from Europe to North Africa or North Africa up to Europe. It was a very, very busy city. But not only that, if you're familiar with the Bible and the Bible stories, you probably remember the story of the city of Jericho, where Joshua and the children of Israel, when they went into the promised land, the first city that they captured, the first city that God gave them was Jericho. 
They went into the promised land. They were finally, they had not only come out of Egypt, but they had been in the wilderness for 40 years. But now they were coming into the promises of God. And Jericho, it represents the walls coming down. Jericho represents getting a breakthrough in your life. Jericho represents coming out of a place of wandering, a place of wilderness, into a place of blessing, into a place of promise. And here's Jesus coming to this place that represents blessing, that represents promise, that represents breakthrough. Many of you probably are familiar with the story. You know, Joshua uh, comes into Jericho and the children of Israel march around the city uh, for six days. On the seventh day, they march around the city seven times and then they shout and then all the walls come falling down and God gives them the city. It represents breakthrough. So here's Jesus, look, coming into Jericho, the city that represents breakthrough and something is about to happen. Now let me remind you of this as well, that the name Jesus is the Greek translation of the Jewish name Yeshua or Joshua. So Jesus' Jewish name is Joshua. Do you see what's going on here? Here comes the new Joshua, the second Joshua. Into what? Into the city of Jericho, the city where the walls come down the city where breakthrough happens. But see, what Jesus is demonstrating is that, look, no longer is breakthrough found in a place, but breakthrough is found in a person, the person of Jesus. In other words, Jesus is coming to town, and guess what? Breakthrough is about to happen. Freedom is about to happen. Promise is about to happen. And I want to encourage you, listen, listen, no matter what you're going through, no matter what what challenges you face in your life, Jesus is the God of breakthroughs. He wants to give you a breakthrough in your life. And I'm telling you, you don't need a place. You don't need extra help. Jesus knows how to bring a breakthrough in your life. Jesus is all that you need. And the stories are so similar. Think about in the Old Testament. Think about when Joshua when he went in to the promised land and to Jericho, if you read the story back in the book of Joshua, God was leading the children of Israel into the promised land and they crossed the river Jordan to get into the promised land. When they were crossing the river Jordan, the priests and Levites got in the water and God actually parted the waters. And Joshua and the children of Israel went into the promised land and that really began the ministry of Joshua. I want you to think about Jesus or the Jewish name Joshua. What happens? Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan. Jesus goes in the Jordan, in the Jordan River with who? The person who represented the priesthood in the prophetic, John the Baptist. John the Baptist and Jesus go in the River Jordan. Jesus is baptized, except the waters don't part. The Bible says the heavens parted. The heavens were opened. And God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And that began Jesus' ministry of leading people into the promises of God, the promise of salvation, and into the kingdom of God. Come on, aren't you glad that we serve a Joshua that's far superior 
Far superior than the Old Testament Joshua, the Son of God, and he doesn't bring, bring breakthrough just for a season or for an earthly event, but Jesus brings eternal breakthrough into your life through the blood of Jesus, through the salvation of God. So look at this. Here he comes, man. Here comes breakthrough. There's all kind of prophetic implications and symbolism happens here, and I love this. It says, he comes into Jericho, and there's a, cer a certain blind man set by the road begging. Everybody say a certain blind man. In other words, the Bible points out that there was this certain blind man. Of course, Jericho being one of the busiest cities in the world at that time, I'm sure there were several blind people, several crippled people. There were several beggars. Back in biblical times, what would happen is if you had you know, a, 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 a legitimate um, infirmity or you were blind or, or you were lame or something like that, you would actually like, you, you, you were uh, uh, sanctioned by the priesthood. They would actually give you a robe. Your robe had your identity on it, like the family that you came from. And on the robe, I'll talk about this in a moment. And it talks about this in Mark chapter 10 when it tells the story of blind Bartimaeus. But your robe actually told people like, if you were sanctioned by the priesthood to receive financial aid or receive alms. The Jewish people in that, back in that day were commanded to give alms, to give to the poor. So basically, here is Bartimaeus doing his job. That was the job that you did. You, you, you know, if you were sanctioned, you had a legitimate uh, impediment or, or some type of, of malady or something like that, the priesthood would sanction you and... Uh, you would get your robe, and that told everyone that you had been um, sanctioned to receive financial aid, and people would give you alms. But the Bible says this. It doesn't just say that a blind man sat by the road begging. It says a certain blind man. In other words, we're going to see four things, four things about Bartimaeus, four keys, four attitudes, four things that he did that made him unique and put him in a position to receive a breakthrough that put him in a position to find freedom in his life. Now, I need you to be honest for just a moment, okay? If there's some area of your life on the inside or situations on the outside for you or for other people in your life that need a breakthrough, that need freedom, that need God to intervene in. I want you to lift up a hand right now. Be honest before God. I'll be the first one to lift up a hand. Okay, good. Good, I think that, I think that includes pretty much all of us then. Well, I wanna tell you this, watch. These four things right here, if you can demonstrate these four things, I can tell you by the authority of the word of God that a breakthrough is coming in your life, that freedom is coming in your life, that a breakthrough is coming to the people you love, that freedom is coming to the people you love. So we're gonna take a look at these four things right here that kind of make Bartimaeus stand out from the other blind man or the other people that were begging on the roadside. And listen, it wasn't anything about Bartimaeus himself. In fact, listen to this. Bartimaeus's name, the name Bartimaeus means son of the unclean one. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. How'd you like that for a family name? Son of the unclean one. So on his robe that identifies 
his family, his name, and that, you know, he's not only blind, he's not only a beggar, but on his robe, his, his family seal was actually, oh, it, here, here's Bartimaeus, here's son of the unclean one. You talk about family issues. I mean, I don't know what happened to his family, what was going on in that family, but when you get a name that's called son of the unclean one, how many know that's not a real good family legacy? Right there. Could you imagine having that name at school, son of the unclean one? Matthew here, Mark here, Luke here, son of the unclean one? Doesn't go too well in school. I don't know what was going on in his family. And you know what? I don't know what's going on in your family, but here's what I do know. When you come to Jesus, God gives you a new family and he gives you a new name and he gives you a new identity and he gives you a new purpose. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Your past does not dictate your future. And this story that you're gonna see here about Bartimaeus, listen, when God comes in and gives you a breakthrough, it's not about you. It's not about that you deserve it or anything like that. It is about the mercy and grace and love of God. God does not want his children staying in bondage. He does not want his children staying in pain. He does not want his children staying in shame. I wish somebody would help me preach up in here. The Bible says this. The Bible says what? That we're all unclean, right? That we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, guess what? That puts us in a position to receive the mercy of God. And we're gonna see that. Right here, so look at this. Here comes breakthrough, and here's this certain blind man. He sat by the road begging, doing his job, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Man, you better recognize it when Jesus is passing by. Well, Stovall, how do I know Jesus is passing by? When does Jesus pass by? Well, remember, Jesus is the Word made flesh. In the beginning, it was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1, 1, the Word. Every time the Word of God is opened in front of you, Jesus is passing by. And if you will open your heart and engage the word, I'm telling you, God can do something special in your life. Jesus is passing by, and in verse 38 it says, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I love this. Here comes Jesus. Bartimaeus probably heard, oh man, this is Jesus. I've heard that he heals people. I heard that he helps people. And Bartimaeus cries out on the road. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus cries out for mercy. The first thing that we see about Bartimaeus is this, humility. Humility. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know what humility says? Humility says this, Lord, I'm trusting you to do for me what I can't do for myself. Now that's real, real watch. I'm not talking about self-pity. 
I'm not talking, a lot of people confuse humility with self-pity. Like, you know, you look all drab and you look all sad and you walk around, woe is me and and all this kind of stuff. Listen, that's not humility, that's self-pity. That won't help you one bit. Bartimaeus didn't sit there and, you know, just say, oh, oh, Jesus, look at me and look, look what at a disadvantage I am. And, and I, look at the name I got, son of the unclean one. And look at me and why this happened to me and, and this is all bad. And why did I get dealt this hand in life? He didn't say any of that. You know what he said? He didn't focus on what was wrong with him, what was wrong with the people around him. He didn't focus on the unfair hand in life that he got dealt. He didn't focus on what was wrong with everybody else. He focused on what was right about God. Here comes Jesus. Here's my chance. Watch. I can either sit here in self-pity, wondering why and wondering how and staying in this predicament, or I can cry out to the only person that can help me get out of this situation. And he cries out to God in humility. Listen, listen, humility is when we come to God and we cry out to God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. We trust in God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Now watch. Some things you can do for yourself. Some of you are praying for friends. That's great. Pray for friends, but get out there and be friendly. Show up at a small group. Do something. Hound somebody on Facebook. Do you see what I'm saying? Some of you are praying, God bless my finances. That's great, but you got to tithe. If you want God's blessing into your family, you see, you got to do something. So many things like there's a part that we play You follow me? We can do something, but man, there's part, there's a component of our walk with God that yes, we partner with God and we can have faith and we can obey in those things, but man, there's some things, look, we do our part, then only God can do his part. Man, I pray for a church. I hope that we all have humility. I pray daily. I cry out to God, God, help me, Lord, I trust you. God, give me wisdom to to lead this church. God, I can't do this without you. God, help me. Lord, Lord, give me energy. Lord, I pray for increased anointing. Lord, unless you build the house, those who labor in vain that build it, God, Lord, I need help. I need your mercy, God. Keep me humble before you. You resist the proud, God. You give grace to the humble. I love this. Here's the next part of this. It says, then those who went before warned him. Bartimaeus, the beggar, warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Who are these people? What kind of people? Can you imagine? Here comes Jesus. They've seen Jesus heal. They know Jesus does miracles. They've seen all the works he does. And here's Bartimaeus, this poor blind guy, crying out for help. And there's, watch, there's a group of people that get to him and say, man, you need to quiet down. You need to leave Jesus alone. See, there's always gonna be a pushback when you try to press into the blessing of God. That's why the Bible calls us overcomers. That means there's gonna be things that we have to overcome. 
there's always, man, when you start pressing in to God, you better get ready for a push back. And when that push back comes, you cannot be passive. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Watch, when you feel, watch, when you feel the, you're, it's like this. You're pressing into God and man, all of a sudden you feel the, the pushback. You feel the pushback. How does the pushback look? You're praying for this thing to change, it gets worse. You're praying for your marriage and your spouse freaks out even more. Or they get, things get worse. You're praying for your kids and, and they, it, it, things get worse. You're praying for a promotion, you get a demotion. You're praying for this, this, you've got this pain, you've got this thing that's happened in your past, man, and it's like you feel like you've gotten some victory over it, you've forgiven that person and something happens, man, and it sets you off. And you feel like, man, have I made any progress? In this area in my life, it's like you had an addiction and man, you were, you were free and you were feeling good and then all of a sudden something happens because you didn't come to church and you didn't get in a small group and you miss a couple of Sundays and all of a sudden you miss a couple of Sundays, come on, then you start getting crazy. and You end up in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. And you end up getting back into that habit or you get back into drugs or whatever you're doing and you're like, man, I, I thought I was free. I thought I was making progress. Listen, you were making progress. You just got the pushback. Whenever you feel the pushback, whenever, whenever things look like they're getting worse, guess what? You need to know that your breakthrough is right around the corner. You cannot give up. You cannot give up. You gotta keep going. Look, here's what you need to have in your life. Look, some tenacity. Come on, you're praying for your marriage, it gets worse. You just need to go to your prayer closet and say, man, come on devil, is that all you got? Is that all you got? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I know I got your attention now. I'm getting a breakthrough. Man, I'm getting a breakthrough over this addiction. I'm getting a breakthrough in this area. Man, this thing's going on with my family. This thing's going on with my kids. There's the pushback, God. I know that you're moving, Lord. I know that things are happening, God. And what I'm not gonna do is back down, but I'm gonna get some tenacity and I'm gonna cry out all the more. I'm, an, I'm not stopping. I'm moving forward. I fell down. I'm getting back up. I'm believing you, God. You're going to work all things for the good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, I thank you that you're God of the impossible. I thank you that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I'm telling you, if you'll get some tenacity in your life, you're going to find freedom and get that breakthrough. I mean, look, are we, are we praying? Are we believing God? You know what, two of our leadership, our staff, we have a, a staff and a leadership cultural code at Celebration. You know what two of those things are? Believe big and never give up. Believe big and never give up. You know why we serve a big God? 
He wants to do big miracles. He wants to give you big breakthroughs. We don't serve a small God who does small miracles and small breakthroughs and small change. We serve a great God and a big God that does great and mighty things. Come on, can you give your great God some praise? And you know what? And when we get the pushback, even when things look worse, even when we don't understand it, you know what? We're going to press in all the more. We're going to press in all the more. Because many of the afflictions of the righteous, the Lord delivers them out of them all. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it by force. This is what the Bible calls endurance, what the Bible calls patience, what the Bible calls persistence. Read the parable of the persistent widow. She keeps praying and knocking and praying and knocking and believing. Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. You know what some of our knocks sound like? They sound like this. Lord, will you help me? Oh, well, the door didn't open. I guess I'll just go back. Let me ask this. Are, are we really even praying? Are we asking? Are we, are we really even praying? Some of us, if God answered our prayers, all we would have is more nutritious food. Our kids having a good night's sleep. Now that is a legit prayer right there, but you know that's not for your kid, that's for you parents. Come on, you're a parent of a toddler, I'll give you, I'll give you some slack on that. No, that's, that's a legit, that's a, need a miracle some nights. Or what do we pray, what's that prayer I heard the other day? Traveling mercies. We're driving to Orlando, pray for traveling mercies. Look, I don't want to get in an accident either. Here's what, let, let, me, let me just say, what? Is that all? We're, are we just praying, Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies? Is that like our prayer life? See what I'm saying? Are we praying? Are, are we praying for, if God answered our prayers, are we going to see real freedom? Are we going to see, see, see real change? We're going to pray. Where, why do we even pray for our food? I'm telling you right now, you see me in a restaurant, when I get served a plate of food, I'm not praying. I'm going to eat. I pray for my food one time. I pray and thank God for it on January 1st. The blessing covers the whole year. If I pray at the table, you know what? I'm going to be praying for the waitress to get saved or the waiter to get saved or God move. I'm praying for one of you. I'm praying that people know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and make a difference. If God answers my prayers, I want it to mean something. I can take multivitamins all day long. I'm just saying. Fist bump your neighbor and say, he's just saying. <laughs> Some of y'all rebelling against the fist bump. I want you to know I see it. Here's what I've seen. I see three things when I do this. There's the fist bump, which you're reluctant to do. To do it. Then if you want to participate, but you don't like the fist bump, you'll kind of do an elbow. 
maybe an elbow. And then some of you just look at the person near you with the look of, I'm not doing this. I'm not, like, I like this church, but here's where I draw the line, okay? We're praying for our kids. Are we just praying they have a good night's sleep? Are we praying that they're world changers? Are we praying that they know? Watch, I'm going to help you. Here, let me tell you what to help, help you pray for your kids. Pray for the people that you, you love. Watch, I've given you an outline in this series. Look, pray they know God. Find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. For their kids or for your family members, people that you love, pray that God visit them. Pray for a visitation from God. Pray for a good night's sleep and then say, God, visit them in their dreams. God, visit my kids. Visit a visitation from God, man. God, God visits people. Are you following me? Yes, pray for a safe trip. We all want a safe trip, but can I tell you this? Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you know what? No one takes my life. I lay it down of my own accord. You know what I believe? I believe when you know God and you're finding freedom and you begin to walk in your purpose, you know what? I believe that God has a plan in pl a plan for your life and when your day comes, your day just comes. It is appointed unto men once to die and after that, the judgment. I'm not saying Jesus doesn't promise us a long life. He only lived until he was 33, but he does promise us a fulfilled life. I believe every day when you pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Lord, I glorify you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. God, your will is for me to stay alive today and to do your purpose. Guess what? That's going to happen whether you're traveling or you're not traveling. It's going to happen whether you're in the house or you're on an airplane. Are you following what I'm saying? Then you pray, Lord, look, Lord, Give us this day our daily bread. See, there's a prayer for your food right there. I thank you for whatever food I'm going to eat. But to be honest, God, I don't really need a lot of help buying a sandwich or going to McDonald's or taking a multivitamin, Lord. But you know what I do need, Lord? I need the spiritual bread. I need the stuff that's really going to make a, a difference in my soul. God, give me the grace to get in the Word of God today. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And Lord, I pray this. God, forgive me my sins. Have mercy on me and help me forgive those who sin against me, God. Help me walk in forgiveness. And God, I thank you that you won't lead me into temptation. And God, you'll deliver me from evil. Lord, I pray for deliverance from evil for all of my family, all of my friends, for celebration church, Lord God. I pray that you silence the voice of the enemy in the minds of my kids and my spouse and my family and that they would hear your voice loud and clear, God. Visit them, Lord. When they hear your voice, when you pass by, Jesus, let them recognize that and respond with faith and obedience. For thine be the kingdom, thine be the power, and thine be the glory forever and ever and ever. Come on, you need to pray prayers that will change things when God answers and you cannot give up when God doesn't open the door on the very first tap. I'm almost out of time. It's my first close. How many closes do I have? How long does it take me? 10 minutes. <laughs> um, see, now we're getting somewhere as a church. Now we're getting somewhere. 
Look, I love this. He had humility. He had tenacity. He pressed through man. He cried out all the more. Now look what happens. Jesus was passing by, but now Jesus stood still. That type of prayer, that type of cry, guess what? It stopped Jesus as he was passing by. Lots of other needs around Jesus. This is what stopped Jesus. And the son stood still. You might remember in Joshua chapter 10, Joshua's greatest victory was in Josh, Joshua chapter 10 when he was in a battle and he prayed to the Lord for the sun to stand still, the sun in the sky. He needed more sunlight so they could thoroughly destroy the enemy and get the freedom that God had called them to have. Here's Bartimaeus. Here's Joshua. Jesus, he cries out to him, and look at this. Now the son, S-O-N, stood still. So you know that Bartimaeus is about to get a thorough victory and deliverance in his life. When the son stands still, everything changes. When Jesus stands still, everything changes. And look at this, I love this. And commanded, remember the story of Lazarus? Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. He comes out of the tomb. And then Jesus says, okay, y'all unwrap him and let him go. Look at this. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. Now, let me tell you the significance of this right here. Once again, here's what we see. We see others involved in Bartimaeus' miracle. We see others involved in Bartimaeus' freedom. What does that tell me? Man, if, I, if I'm believing God for a breakthrough, I've got to have humility. I've got to have tenacity in my prayers. But you know what? I've also got to be in healthy community. We saw what the wrong group of people did. It tried to hush Bartimaeus up, get him away from Jesus. Thank God there's a right group of people. You get in healthy community, they'll get you to Jesus when you don't know how to get to Jesus yourself. Bartimaeus was blind. He didn't understand the way. And now there's a healthy community of people helping him to get to Jesus. Now let me, I'm gonna kind of play it out how I think it happened. This is in the Stovall abridged commentary that you can't really prove in the Bible. But man, it kind of makes sense if you read between the lines. How many of you know what I'm saying? So watch. Let me tell you. Remember Mark 10. You, this isn't in the, in the Luke story. The, the same story is in Mark chapter 10 verses 42 through 46. It says, these people came and helped Bartimaeus. And when he got up to go to Jesus, he left his robe. Let me tell you about the significance of this robe. I said this before. The robe, it, it was their identity. It told people your name. It told people your family, where you come from. And in Bartimaeus' case, because he was blind and because he was a beggar and he could receive alms or financial assistance, there was special stripes on his robe. If you study this in Jewish culture, the stripes on the robe told everybody, okay, this guy isn't faking. This isn't a con. This is legit. Like this guy really is blind or lame or, or, you know, has a disease or whatever it is, and we can give alms to him. The, it, it, the, the stripes on the robe 
gave that away. So you can see this robe that I have on. Now, this robe, it's actually by Gucci. It's the Blind Man series. And this particular robe is the Bartimaeus edition. I thought I would demonstrate it for y'all. Give me some runway music. Bartimaeus by Gucci. <laughs> but Bartimaeus, I want you to imagine this. He's here in his robe, the robe that since Gucci has stolen the stripes off of and patented. He's in his robe. Look at this. This robe represents his life. This robe represents his identity as an unclean blind man. This robe also represents or gives his identity as a victim where he can now receive financial support. Now here's what Mark says. Mark says when the people came and got him and brought him to Jesus, you know what he did? He left his robe some, translate, some translations say he actually cast aside or threw his robe. Look, the robe that represents his past, his pain, his shame, his guilt, all of that when Bartimaeus heard Jesus was calling him, he got up and he threw that aside. He took a step of faith because without that, he could no longer receive financial assistance. Now, here's why I believe he did that. I believe that those people came to him and said, Bartimaeus, Jesus is calling you. And I believe, you know what they said? Guess what, Bartimaeus? Jesus heard your cry. He stopped. So I'm telling you right now, it's on They've seen Jesus heal people. They've seen Jesus do miracles. And you know what I think? As he began to stand up, they said, you know what? You're not going to be needing this anymore, Bartimaeus. You're not going to be needing this anymore. You're, you're not going to be needing this brokenness. You're not going to be needing this past anymore. You're not going to be needing this guilt anymore. You're not going to be needing this shame anymore. You're not going to be needing this dysfunction anymore. You don't need this old identity, Bartimaeus. You might have been a beggar, but you're about to be a blesser. Jesus is about to change your life. Everything is about to change, Bartimaeus. You're not going to need this old life anymore. God's going to give you a breakthrough. See, look, I'm telling you, those people that were talking to Bartimaeus, that had to be a celebration. Small group. Am I right? It might have been the Pilates class. It might have been the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University 
class. It could have been a community group. It could have been the softball team. It could have been one of the hundreds of Bible studies that we have. It could have been a men's group, a women's group, a sub-30 group. It could have been any of those kind of things. It could have been the basket weaving group. We don't really have a basket weaving group, but I'm telling you, we've got every kind of group imaginable. And watch this. If you have humility and you have tenacity, you're gonna have to have some community where people can encourage you and say, you know what, you don't need this anymore. You don't need this brokenness anymore. What does the Bible say? Lay aside the sin and the weight. You've got to lay it aside, that thing that so easily besets you. Let us run with what? Endurance, tenacity, the race that's set before us, looking unto who? Jesus, the new Joshua, breakthrough, the Arthur and the finisher of our faith. Listen, one day you're going to realize you don't need that anymore. You don't need that old habit. You don't need that old sin. You don't need that old depression. You don't need that old pain. You don't need that old guilt, guilt, guilt. You don't need that unforgiveness. You don't need all that garbage. You don't need that rejection. You don't need that negativity. You don't need that. You have Jesus. Jesus now. And the last thing, I love this. When he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Man, just right to the point. Just right on up in there. I wonder, do we, do we have bold prayers like this? Or are we wallowing in self-pity and doubt? Are we double-minded, tossed food? Well, you know, Lord, maybe if this is kind of your will, like maybe somehow, kind of maybe some, if it be thy will, O Lord, in thy divine sovereignty of thine greatness, could you maybe find it in your heart, O Lord? I know you're real busy. I know you got a lot of things going on, God, and I'm just nothing. I'm a worm. I'm a peon. All this kind of stuff. God, but could you somehow in the sovereignty of thine will, if only it be thy will, or just a will of thine will, or a maybe please kind of have to, would you consider almost some way Kind of, please help me, half heal me. God, I'm broken. Could you give me a Band-Aid, Lord? Could you just bandage me up, God? Could you? You know what I've noticed about my kids? When they come to me, they tell me exactly what they want. Any other parents out there? They do not mince words. They will come to me. Now listen, especially my girls. Now they know how to punch my buttons. You know what? My girls, they'll come. I know my youngest Annabelle. If I get a hug for no reason, <laughs> here comes the ask. But you know what? I don't care. I love her. Annabelle comes and hugs me. I know it. All right. She wants something. But you know what? I love the hug. I love the closeness. So she gives me the hug. I'm like, okay, what do you want? <laughs> she come right out and tell me. Well, I want to go to this concert, or I want to do this, or I want that, or da-da-da, or whatever. And you know what? Unless it's going to hurt her, 
I'm going to say yes. Can I tell you this? The promises of God are yes and amen. And when God answers your prayers, it's not based on, it's based on the mercy of God because he loves you because you have a relationship with him. That's why Hebrews says when we come to God, we can come with boldness and confidence because of the blood of Jesus. We have access into the throne room. And if you will understand, look, that you belong to God, when you come to God, guess what? You need to come with, next thing, look, expectancy. Why wouldn't God answer my prayer? Just think about that. Why wouldn't God answer your prayer if it is a good prayer that's based on the general, you see healing in the Bible, so why wouldn't God answer a prayer of healing? You know God wants you free from sin and addictions and all that, so why wouldn't he answer that prayer? Why wouldn't he answer your prayer? Well, I'm this way. The blood of Jesus took care of that. Why wouldn't he answer that prayer? Well, this is how the blood of Jesus took care of that. That's why God says if two or three touching any one thing in my name agree, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. That's why you need to be in some community so you can have a couple other people to agree with you to get you out of your crazy, negative, doubtful mindset and understand that God wants to do good things for you and bless you in your life. Church, we got to get our expectancy back. Do you have expectancy when you come to church? You ought to have expectancy about this week. You know what you ought to be saying right now? Something good's going to happen this week. Well, why is something good going to happen to you? Because God loves me. Because I have the favor of God. Why wouldn't something good happen to me? Listen, you're doing better than you think. Don't let the pushback from the enemy get you to a, a mindset where you're not expecting God for good things. Look, you have humility. You have tenacity. You get in community. You have expectancy. You know what you have? Faith. Well, I thought faith was invisible. It is, but watch. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, Hebrews 11. Substance, the evidence, everybody say evidence. Evidence of things not seen. That means if you're walking in faith, there ought to be some evidence, some things that I can see that give evidence that you're walking in faith. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to, uh, someone's in court, somebody's trying to prove that they did something. They weren't there. They never saw it. But man, look at the evidence. There's this and there's that. There's this and there's that. There's evidence that this person did this. You know what the evidence that shows your faith is? Humility, tenacity, getting in community, having an expectancy. That is evidence of a faith that will move mountains. Something might not happen immediately, but I'm telling you, just like for blind Bartimaeus, one day it happened. One day it happened. Breakthrough is coming your way. Freedom is coming your way. If you'll have humility, tenacity, community, and expectancy. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we just thank you for your goodness. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm just going to please ask that no one leave. If you just say, Stovall, from this moment forward, I'm leaving that road behind. I'm leaving that stuff behind, man. I'm walking with God with humility, tenacity in my prayers. 
community expectancy. If that's you, will you just raise a hand right now? I'm telling you, you're going to get that breakthrough. Breakthrough is a person, the person of Jesus. God, you see all these hands up, God. I just agree with them right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, we cry out to you for mercy. Help us, God. Bring freedom. Bring breakthrough in these areas. Lord, we're not going to let any kind of pushback keep us out of your blessing, Lord. We're going to push in all the more, God. I just pray for endurance and persistence and patience. Lord, we ask, we seek, we knock. God, help us get that right group of friends and community that are going to help us get to you, Jesus. Help us get to that freedom, Lord. And Father, we just have expectancy right now. Come on, raise your face. I want you to, faith, I want you to expect good things from God. Lord, we expect good things are going to happen. We expect breakthroughs. We expect miracles, God. Lord, that is the God that you are, and that's what you want for our lives. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on. Try not, try not to move too much. Just, uh, I just need, just close your eyes. I need to ask this for some people in here. Close your eyes. If you say, Stovall, I'm away from God today. I'm away from God. I need a fresh start with Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. You don't know if you have a real relationship with God. Or maybe, you know you had one, but you've really drifted from God. You know you need a fresh start with Jesus today. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you please... Just lift up a hand right now and say, Stovall, include me in that prayer. I need a fresh start with God. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. At all of our locations, yes, 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 yes. So many hands, so many hands going up right now. Need to surrender your life to Jesus. You know what I'm gonna do? I, this is the only service that I've done this in. And I just feel led to do this right now. So Orange Park and... Northern Ireland, Julington Creek, just hang with me here. I'm gonna have people, if you raised your hand or if you've never made a public declaration for Jesus, the way we're gonna end this service is I'm gonna give you that opportunity. Jesus said this, he said, you know, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven, but if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. And all Jesus was saying was, he's saying, look, if, if your heart surrender is sincere, then you'll demonstrate that in some kind of public declaration. You'll do it in front of people. And so I always like to give people that opportunity because it's so, so important. Something happens when you do that. Things change when you do that. So if you raised your hand, if you need a fresh start with God, if you, or if you're not sure you've ever had a real relationship with Jesus where you know God, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus or you've just drifted far, far from God and you need to recommit your life to him, I'm gonna give you the opportunity, if you raise your hand or even if you didn't, at all of our locations to come right down front real quick. And listen, you, if you're friends of these people, remember how those people brought blind Bartimaeus to Jesus? If you're friends with them or someone at church, ask them, hey, do you need, do you need help coming down? Help them get down here. Ask people if they need 
Help getting down here. Come on, here they come. I didn't get to three yet, but one, two, three. Okay, come on down. Come on down, come on down, come on down. This is it. Come on, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Come on, church, clap just a little bit longer. Clap just a little bit longer. Come on, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Here they, they're still coming. Keep clapping just a little bit longer. Orange Park, Julington Creek, Northern Ireland, just stay with me, stay with me. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. Just come on down. Come on, they're still coming, still coming. so great man so great I'm so proud of all of y'all you know I'm really proud of y'all how many of y'all this is all of our location so how many of y'all up here right now you'd say um, you'd say Stovall I'm not sure if I have a real, like I've been coming to church some, but I'm not sure if I've really surrendered my life to Jesus, like really surrendered, like a real relationship with God. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Yes, yes, yes. Look at all the hands up here. Raise them high. Raise them high. Look at all. How many of you, you can put them down. How many of you would say, Stovall, you know, I've, I, I walked with God, but something's happened. I've drifted far from God and I'm recommitting my life to God, raise your hands, yes, yes, yes. You know, while we, uh, it's so important to give people, no matter where they are in the process, you just keep, you keep, you just let people engage God. You know, it's so, so important. I wanna thank you for being a church that allows that, that allows us to go a few minutes late or something like that so we can give people the appropriate opportunity to respond to God so God can seal in their heart what they're doing in them. Thank you for that, church. Thank you for being a church like that. It means a lot. Awesome. John White, come on up here. I'm going to pray for you right now, and I just want you to repeat this prayer, and I want you to mean it with all your heart, okay? Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Lord, I repent of my sin and I follow you. Jesus, I thank you that you love me and you're for me. I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. It's a fresh start and it's a new day. I know you, Jesus, and I thank you that you're my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.